my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Koto, and thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Code with Kingy, where we are recapping the All Blacks victory over the Italians, 47-9. Joining me again is the brother Christian Giannotti. Um, as nice. I always do, bro, I um I pass the mic to my guests and get them to relay what they made of the game that we watched on the weekend. Yeah. It was a tough watch, bro. Fucking hell. Like, it was... It was late, uh, a few beers had been consumed and I was struggling to stay up. But I did it for the pod and I battled through. We got to the end and mate, it was a scrappy, scrappy game of code. Fuck, it wasn't worth it, eh? Yeah, we talked about it. It was like, you know, there's those games that put you to sleep and like that first like 10, 15 minutes. Not only did fucking Brad Weber go off in the first 10 minutes and fuck my for <laughs> the week. And I have to say, I apologize to James Hunt because I generally give him shit tips. But um, yeah, I just, he, he went off with his head knock and then it was, um, yeah, just a shit show, really. I mean, the, I mean, that first half an hour speaks for itself. And if you take away how dominant the All Blacks were at set piece, yep. and you take that away, so that's Coles' three tries. And then mm-hmm. a sophomore more got a try off the back of a, a line out more. The double it was a double for both the hookers. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the oh yeah, not three tries, sorry, yeah, two tries. Um, yeah. it was just so yuck, and it was weird because if you looked at the first phase ball that the All Blacks had, I thought that you know Quinn Tupaya did quite well to get over the advantage line, but it was just the accuracy at the breakdown, and you have to tip your hat to the Italians for the way that they defended, like. Yeah, man, that I mean, rush defense was fucking awesome. Well, you, like yeah, they, you, you talked about like the work that. Kieran Crowley has been doing behind the scenes, obviously, to build a culture, to, you know, where you just you just keep turning up and you're relentless. Mm-hmm. And you can see that they faded in that last 15, 20 minutes, which a lot of teams do against the All Blacks. And given they only had a week's preparation for this, you can't really, like, have a dig at them for it. Um, because I thought, for the most part, they were pretty effective. Yes, the All Blacks were their own worst enemies with trying to force passes. And, I mean, like, fucking Damian McKenzie shit the bed. Same with Braden Enor. Two yeah. pretty integral guys, or two guys paying in integral positions in the All Blacks um, game plan, which, again, you know, led to them only being up 21-6 at halftime. But even then, I thought that was generous, um, given how I think it, as well, like, two positions that are generally pretty crucial for the ABs, like, rely a lot on um, sort of the centres to get, like, good ball out to the wings, and then, like, the fullbacks, obviously, for under the high ball and sort of that tactical kicking. And, like, they both, yeah, didn't play their best games, definitely performances to forget about. I thought Damien McKenzie was like just so well contained by the Italians, like the defense that they, they put on him, like put a lot of pressure on him under the high ball. And then I just think that connection between Braden Enor and Quinty Pye was super off. Like Quinty Pye was doing well to get over the game line, but then just some of the decision-making and the errors that sort of came from Braden Enor was um, definitely questioned his, um, I guess, playing for the rest of the season or oh, for the for the tour uh, they don't have many this is probably oh, the yeah well I, well I can't see either him or Tupaya I mean I, I read something in the news about whether or not Tupaya staked his claim um, for an opportunity next week or against the French but for all the t- I mean he's played against minnows and you know yeah. I, I don't want to knock the guy because you know he has taken his opportunities but 
you have to take it with a grain of salt playing against teams like that in comparison to someone like, you know, like a Havili who hasn't played his best footy in his recent outings, but he's gone up against some pretty formidable opposition. And even the way that they've deployed him. It was yeah, interesting. Man. Actually, I-, I talked to my dad on the weekend and he reckons the reason why David Havili hasn't been playing that well is because he's playing outside Burton Barrett. Like if you wow. look at the best, if you look at the best footy that he's played all year, because he played really well for the Crusaders, who was his 10, Richie Mwanga. He played really well. Um, well, not really well. He played well when mm-hmm. he was here in New Zealand. And then things that, sort of started to tail off when they went over to Australia. That could potentially be though, I guess, that connection that they have. Oh, yeah, the absolutely. absolutely. That, that's that's massive. And like, I mean, you you look at like Bodie and TJ when they play together like always on fire and that's because that relationship's built over so long but yeah I mean it's interesting to see um haven't like looked into it too much but yeah yeah um, yeah it was definitely an experience I I could just you could just tell like they hadn't played a lot together and was sort of like obviously Quinty Bayer ran really well um but yeah Braden Enor can't really that was all that was all he was really asked to do right he didn't like I mean, it's one thing. I mean, because I'm not completely sold on Quincy Pye myself, but again, he's very, very green. And yep. you have to give him a bit of leeway with that stuff. But what he does do well is that he tucks the ball under his arm and he carries. Pretty yep, one-dimensional, sure. similar to Nani Lamapi, but, you know, what they what those boys do or what, they, what they're asked to do, they go out and do it well. Um, and, and, and I think as well, like it was very green sort of tank and... I mean, it's not an excuse that you expect the, like, when we were talking, we're sort of saying, like, I mean, the bloody the fucking Italians had 10 days prep or whatever it was. Like, exactly. We can't be making excuses really for the All Blacks. I just think the Italians turned up and, like, really brought it to them in that first 20 minutes and then a lot of just probably uncharacteristic mistakes. I think that sort of um, the skill, I mean, obviously the skills and, like, that last 20 of the ABs kind of, Blew the score out a little bit in a few running tries, but um, yeah, I think great performance from the Italians and very disappointing from the All Blacks. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at some of the stats here. I think they had ten turnovers between just Tupai, Inor, McKenzie, and, and Tupo Vai. Far um, out. Just, just, just really uncharacteristic stuff from the All Blacks against yeah a team that coming into this game had a week to get ready. And, you know, like, yeah. I, mean, I mean, like, I, I don't know, maybe, um, I don't know, I don't know whether you can even use the, you know, the excuse of the boys being fatigued, because I know that they have been on the road a very, very long time. It's, you know, it's almost unprecedented what they're going through at the moment um, in relation to maybe the past decade of, of All Black Rugby. But I thought that, you know, Ian Foster's done quite a bit of rotation. And mm-hmm. a lot of these guys, it's not like they'd be burnt out from playing time. Maybe it was just a, a matter of them, you know, going up against a slightly stiffer opposition and not quite being out of jail because it was a pretty chop and change team. But yeah, but the the individuals just didn't come together uh, as a collective. Yeah, I definitely think though, and while there were some uh, pretty poor performances, I, I loved um, how Dan Coles was sort of um, really instrumental with the sort of just his leadership, like we talked about that on um, earlier on in the week and just sort of said that, like, I guess those older hats of, like, Sam Kane and Dan Coles, like, they'd be leaning on them a shitload just to sort of, when the times were tough and sort of showing those older boys, uh, the younger fellas, like, kind of to go forward. And um, I think definitely after that first 20 minutes, they were on the back foot. And um, I think, yeah, 
Sam Kane and Dane Coles definitely stepped up. Dane Coles, two tries. That's <laughs> pretty good outing. Um, yeah, I don't know. What what else have you... What else? Like Christy, when he came on for Brad Weber, I thought that he played Yeah, bro. Well. I was so gutted at I was like... Because I probably missed the first 10 minutes. And then I came on, I just saw the bloody ganger running around. The fiery red hair. I was like, where the hell is Brad Weber? Like, has he slotted off? And then... Um, no. Because is he broken his nose or... Yeah, yeah. So he went off HIA, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it sucks for him, eh? Like, he was really in contention. It was a game for him to... He had a lot to prove. And um, with TJ, you know, for that, like, number one spot. And so, yeah, it's, it's a gutting for him. But, yeah, Finley Christie also, like, head off to him. Like, he played really well and um, got definitely a longer stint than what he would have been anticipating for. So, yeah, thought thought he played well. And he, he got a dot as well, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got the first one like just under the half hour mark. Yeah, it should have been bloody Brad Webber's try. <laughs> and some of the other people that I've talked to in my circle, you know, talked about the impact that the bench had in that last twenty minutes. But I don't know. I don't agree with that because I I think that they were just the fortunate ones to come on at a time where the Italians were just depleted. Mm, I think you could tell. Like, it look, um, they were pretty undercooked and like I think just the skill level of the All Blacks is always so high across the park that they can go the whole game and I think sort of the Italians were there for that 60 minutes and then after that I think the skill level of just sort of even the impact players that came on yeah they I don't know it just was not great no yeah all around just the all around didn't play well the game wasn't a good one to watch and even the refereeing 31 penalties bro like it wasn't something that I really noticed till I watched it back a second time, probably because I was just out of it, you know, watching it. I needed to watch it a couple of times as well just to get um, get the reps on it. But, yeah, 31 penalties is a lot, bro. That's a, the All Blacks conceded seven of them in that first 20 minutes, which is why the, the Italians had a fair amount of position, and they did really and, well with that. And, and the errors yeah. as well. Like the, the knock-ons. Brad mm. Nino couldn't catch a fucking cold. <laughs> Like, yeah, it was just tough, man. It was tough. Yeah, absolutely, bro. And unfortunately, and, like, someone like him and other boys who... Because it's the thing, right? If, if you look across the park, because of the way that the team played as a whole, that almost outshines... I'm not sure I'm, I'm probably using the wrong word there, but it outshines maybe guys that actually went in and, and did their role but because the team didn't play that well it's just like oh well everyone must not have played well yeah and like it, there there were standouts. Well, that's the way, that, well, way, way it can come across like to, to your kids. yeah for point. sure like your, your performance is almost like missed because of I guess the team performance at the end of the day but I, I'm surely like those guys like even if they do have a good game they'd be pretty disappointed with like the overall result of how mm. the whole team played yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I was really struggling to sort of come up with talking points for the game. It was um, – I just think there were obviously a few, like, standout players, and then across the board there were just sort of guys either did their role or, like, didn't have a massive real impact um, sort of standout game. It was just a bit of a nothing All Blacks game, to be honest. Literally. We said that going into We did. And we, we literally called it. <laughs> we we, we didn't want to say it. Out, we're saying the same thing coming out of it, bro. Um, um, uh, yeah, it's a, I definitely hope that um, the surely they would have got it. Like they would have got a rack up at halftime. Ian Foster would have been on their case. But I'd imagine. I don't, I don't reckon he's like that. Eh? I reckon that that sort of role gets delegated to John Plumtree. 
But put it this way, like if Ian Foster's having a go at you, are you going to sit there and take it? You, those cunts are probably fucking smirking the whole time. Imagine that guy trying to G you up, bro. Like if you look at any of his press conferences, that guy does not look like the type of guy that blows up. No, and I and I hope that he does. And for you know, and for the boy's sake, I hope that he doesn't because maybe he's better off not doing it in this year delegating. Because in at least way he's at least that way he's self aware enough to know that. It's um, not as long. Yeah, yeah, exactly, bro. Exactly. No, no. no yeah, I, I agree. I did like. I mean, whoever it was, they would have got a hell of a rack up, and I'd hope that obviously it would have been a um, it's a less experienced team in those um, <laughs> and those. Older players, I think, uh, coming back into the fold this week, would I'd imagine they'd be um, running mm. through the walls and mm. trying to step it up to um, sort of bring a bit of bring a bit of pride back into the jersey. And um, so when they come up against the French, they're sort of rearing to go. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think, like, even the players who will be in the um, starting 15 next week, you know, or sort of in that 23 at least, um, yeah, I think they'll take a lot from it and just sort of hopefully they come out guns blazing next week. And um, I wanted to get your opinion on bloody Javo 69. <laughs> I don't know how he gets on the field. Like, fuck, does he do that? Like, he, he was at the ABs one the game before, but he ends up pulling on a Japanese jersey and running along. At, at, like, at what point is he? does he join the team? Like, because... I haven't gone back and looked at the video, like the video, like the teams walking out and then them lining up. Like it, it would almost seem impossible for him to get to the point where he's standing next to the players at the end of the line without having walked out with them. But it's crazy. I saw a video of him um, for the ABs game. He basically just like walks along the sideline as if he's sort of um, like jumps a fence, walks along the sideline as if he's part of the team. And How does he jump up. the fence? How? He's literally just in the crowd. But, but like, how does how does it, like how is security like at, at a world class stadium like Principality Stadium not pick him out? I mean, you've, like, seen, you've yeah. seen the bloody the the motley crew they have at Westpac. Like, I don't think it would be too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'd be too challenging. But it's just the fact that he, I think he's just so confident he just can sort of walk out there and. Um, I even thought it was something like, you know, because he gets to standing next to them and then when like the national anthem start, it's almost like the security guards can't disrupt because they don't want to be disrespectful to like what's happening in that moment. That's what I thought would be part of it. So like the guy's obviously been really clever with his timing. But fuck the to to do it two weekends in a row. I know. He obviously like and the fact he's not getting like trespassed or like Oh no, 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 I no I think I'm I'm pretty sure they've they've come out now and said that he's gonna receive a ban. But the problem is you can't you can't ban him from every single stadium. He's just going around doing the rounds, eh? Yeah, yeah. I mean fuck I mean like to be fair, like he wasn't as bad as that other idiot on the weekend in the Welsh Oh that uh, was bad. Was it South Africa? Yeah Welsh South Africa game where the guy like got in the way of I mean I don't think Liam Williams would have scored the try but the fact that a, a Welsh fan got in the way of the Welsh almost taking the lead. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that was a weird one. I mean, I think at least in Jarbo's case, he's sort of running on. And um, I just... I just well, he's not disrupting the game, mate. Like, he's not like, disrupting it, the game. I just find it so funny that he managed to, like, continue, no matter what the sport, cricket, 
rugby, he can just manage to find a way. My hat goes off to Java, so I thought I just wanted to have a – there wasn't too many people to shout out this week, but I just wanted to um, give him a special shout out and uh, <laughs> on the pod. Well, there you go, Javo, bro. If you do happen to be listening to this episode, um, contact it. <laughs> contact <laughs> me at underscore code Kingy on Instagram, and we'll have to tee up an interview to get your side of the story and how it'll you've be, done. A hell, of, hell of a yarn, I think. <laughs> yeah, how you've done all that you've done, bro. But um, we'll wrap this episode up here. Just again, brother, thank you very much for your time and for staying up late for such a shit game on a Sunday morning. Um, take care of yourself. I know you're still doing yeah. it a bit tough and lockdown in Auckland and I uh, I look forward to the next time we chop it up either about code basketball whatever we yarn about um, thanks man no, it's been it's been epic getting on the pod and um, love what you're doing so look forward to the next one eh? and um, yeah keep it up and we'll see you when I'm looking at you grateful brother love you peace, peace. Good, man. Later. <laughs>